The latest Nashville recording artist to join us in the Honky Tonk Time Machine on K103 is Wade Hayes. Wade had some huge hits. Old enough to know better. Don't stop. The day that she left Tulsa in a Chevy and several others. Wade, welcome to the Honky Tonk Time Machine, and thanks so much for coming on. It is my pleasure, Glenn. Thank you for having me. First and foremost, you know, the nation, really the world's going through this whole coronavirus crisis right now. Everybody is is stopping their touring, staying home as they should. Um, how has that kind of affected you? Have you had to change some things around? Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, we have definitely lost a bunch of dates, uh, as all of my friends have. And um, it's, you know, we're all sitting, uh, scratching our heads, wondering what in the world is going to happen next. And, of course, you know, here in the Nashville area, which I live east of Nashville, I have a little farm out here. And we just had some serious tornadoes come through here. Yeah. And it, it really, really tore. I mean, they hit right next to my house. I see a lot of neighbors that um, that don't have a place to go shelter in place, you know, <laughs> safer at home kind of thing that they're saying on, you know, the whatever catchphrase they're putting on it. And uh, I'm, I'm sincerely worried about them. And, it, it uh, you know, I think that we've got it bad losing all this work and stuff. But then I look over at my neighbor who doesn't have a home anymore, and it's just my heart is broken for him. It, it's, uh, these are definitely trying times, and uh, it, it's uh, unprecedented. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, that's crazy. The folks in Nashville have been hit twice right there in a row, the tornadoes and now, and now this. My, yeah, my friend, they pulled FEMA out of here and everything, so these poor people that are homeless are just they're just in a pickle. And it's, 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 it's an awful thing, and my heart sincerely is, is broken for these people. I don't know what in the world they're going to do. Yeah, hard to self-quarantine when you don't have a home to quarantine yourself in, too. So you said you're living outside of Nashville right now, then? Yeah. All right, so outside of all that, what's new in the life of Wade Hayes? Man, I'm always trying to write a new song, and um, I've got, you know, I mess around with houses. I've got uh, um, houses that I buy and, and work on, and, and, you know, I grew up doing that with my dad, and uh, it helps me kind of keep my noggin on straight to do to do work, you know, manual work and, and, uh, give the, the mental stuff a break for a while. So I mess around with that. And, um, we, uh, are trying to get this <laughs> other, other, other farm kind of running. I'm wanting to get some, some cows out there and, and dude, my whole, you know, that's the way I grew up country boy type thing. And, <laughs> and it, you know, everything is really good. I've, I've gotten married. Um, I just celebrated a one year anniversary in January. Oh. Congrats. And, yeah, things are really, they're good with the exception of the things we mentioned at the top of the interview. <laughs> Every, I mean, health-wise, I feel good. Um, everything is, is good, and I'm, I thank God every day for the blessings. Now, we're hoping that the bad stuff is going to pass sooner rather than later. But It will. It will, my friend. Good to know that uh, other than that, though, thing, things are going well for you. And I understand you yeah. have a, an album out that's relatively recent as well. Yeah. Um, had um, an album come out the, the tail end of last year called Who Save Two? And um, it's a, you know, every couple of years I go through my notebooks and pick out the songs I think that suck the least and record <laughs> them. And, and so, you know, um, and it's fun. It's always, I always look forward to that time every couple of years to get to record and I always enjoy it. I love playing new music and I love. Um, getting out on the road and playing new songs and seeing which ones people like and, and what it's just you know a real blessing to get to do this for a living still 
And uh, I'm very thankful. It's not lost on me. I know that I have a pretty good job. And I'm very, very thankful to get to do it. Definitely. And, and a ton of adoring fans that allow you to keep doing that job. Oh, that's, that's a fact. And I'm just, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that, um, that the folks still want to hear the music and they, they still invite me to come to their state. And, you know, I go all over the place. We were actually scheduled to go to Europe this year. Hmm. And that just went away because of this stupid coronavirus. So, um, who knows what's going to happen, but, but, uh, getting back to uh, just me being thankful, I truly am. I'm a lucky guy. So I, I guess it was about the mid-90s. Uh, I was telling you before we came on, my brother turned me on to your music, so I can thank him for yeah. that. He's my older brother. Um, and I've just I've loved your music ever since. And my memory is not as good as it used to be, but I want to say it was like 95, maybe. Yeah, my first number one was 1995. It was in February of 1995, and it was Old Enough to Know Better. And that yeah. was on the Old Enough to Know Better album. Yeah. I think I read this, that you actually got your start as Johnny Lee's guitar player. Is that right? That's, that's correct. Yeah, Johnny Lee and I are still friends. He cool. Still, he still texts me a, a dirty joke every couple of weeks. <laughs> he, that dude is a stinker, man. But he has got one of the biggest hearts in, in the music industry. He was really, really good to me. And watched out. I was a hayseed when I moved to Nashville. I mean, country boy, I didn't know anything about anything. And he watched out for me and uh, really kept me out of some some stuff that could have been, you know, really detrimental to my career. He, yeah. A guy was trying to get me to sign a management contract with him and he fired me and, and Johnny kinda of watched out for me and fixed all of that. And he's just he's a good, you know, good hearted guy. And uh he uh, actually, you know, that's kinda of how the song Old Enough to Know Better got written. Um I, I was you know, I've mentioned earlier I grew up building houses with my dad. And um, when I moved to Nashville, naturally I got a job doing that. And uh, I also kind of simultaneously got a job playing guitar for Johnny at the same time. And, and um, so Johnny would would um, want to stay up all night picking. You know, he'd get wound up. And we would play till early in the morning. And um, I still had to be at work at 7 o'clock, you know. So there were a lot of mornings it was hard to make that, but uh, that's kind of where the idea of old enough, you know, the whole song came from. That's really cool. You you wrote that with Chick Rains. Yeah, yeah. And the music video to that song, interestingly <laughs> enough, I think it shows you building houses. So that was like real yeah. life there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my real nail bag, my real hammer, you know, that I used for many many years. Um, and actually, you mentioned Chick Rains. Um, we wrote. He's the kind of he's the guy. That, kind of helped me get everything started he was like a dad to me when i moved to nashville and and i was due to be inducted into the uh oklahoma country music hall of fame uh this coming weekend well congrats again it again the coronavirus thing strikes again and and that is postponed indefinitely we, hmm. we don't know when we're going to get to do that again but but uh Chick was instrumental in getting all of that um, going for me and and was, was a great guy. What a talent. I know he helped you write a couple other songs as well. I think he wrote on Don't Stop and I'm Still Dancing With You. He's helped write songs for Reba, Brooks and Dunn, Mickey Gilly, Charlie Daniels. Oh, he wrote a ton of great songs. He was an incredible lyricist. And he really taught me how to write a song and, uh, you know, the importance of the second verse. And there's a lot to it, a lot to think about, you know, and, 
Um, if you know, if you do it and and or take it seriously, it, it's it's one of the most difficult things I've ever attempted in my life is to write a song. So that was your biggest hit, old enough to know better. But yeah, my favorite song of yours is the day that she left Tulsa. Yeah. In fact, that was the song that my brother turned me on to that got me interested in your music. I was pretty young when that song came out, but I didn't even know at the time. I guess I didn't listen closely enough. The line where it says she's going to show by Christmas time. It didn't dawn on me that it meant that she was pregnant. And later on in life, when I found that out, it blew my mind and added another layer to the song that I didn't even know existed. Makes it that much better. Yeah. Isn't that brilliant? A guy named Steve Diamond wrote that song, and and, um, I just thought the lyrics were brilliant to that song. There were a couple of lines in that song that just were very conversational and just intelligent, you know? And that's hard to do, man. It's hard to slip that, that... hot stuff you know that sharp intelligent stuff into a song and and make make it uh, musically hooky and it's it's a big deal to write one like that so to quote david allen Coe, i guess i mean it's got everything in it that you would want in a country song just about doesn't it <laughs> yeah hey it is yeah I, I always say that you know on on when we do it live it's got everything in country songs have. it's got your cheating and leaving and and uh, you know there were there were pickup trucks in the video and some fornicating going on yeah well it was it was a really good song i i loved it and and we're going to play it here tonight during the show but uh, 